Prison. Man's inhumanity to man. In the United States, it was determined that in 2008, 2.3 million people were incarcerated, and 5.1 million were under state and federal supervision. The cost of this incarceration is nearing $80 billion annually. There are a couple of questions that we need to ask. First, how did we get into the incarceration business? And second, how do we get out of the business of punishment? In the Bible, we find various references to prisons. But there is no command of God in His law to cage men up like animals. The Bible does speak of custody as a means to guard an individual until their trial, as we're told in Leviticus 24.12 and Numbers 15.34. But this is the only prescription of a jail-like facility according to the Word of God, and there is no other directive given concerning those who commit criminal activity. Prisons are simply unbiblical and inhuman. They are an invention of men for the punishment of criminal activity. Again, this is man's invention, and it was never sanctioned by God. According to God's law, there were four ways in which criminals were to be dealt with by the state. First was the use of the death penalty for all capital offenses and incorrigible criminals. Let me give you some of the violations that did warrant the death penalty, but this is not in their entirety. Premeditated murder. This did not include accidental death, Exodus 21. Kidnappings, according to Exodus 20 and Deuteronomy 24. Adultery, according to the rule of law concerning two witnesses, Leviticus 20. And the equity of divorce, Deuteronomy 24. Incest, Leviticus 20. Bestiality, Exodus 22. Rape of an engaged woman, Deuteronomy 22. Witchcraft, Exodus 22. Human sacrifice, Leviticus 20. Incorrigible criminality, Deuteronomy 21. Refusing to obey the decision of the court, Deuteronomy 17. Second, in all other criminal or civil violations, what they required was restitution. Restitution was God's way of correcting lawless behavior. Some restitution was two, three, or five-fold. The purpose of restitution was restoring to the person, the victim, the lawful citizen, who is the real center of attention and not the criminal, the one who was violated. It was to restore him and repay him what was violated through criminal activity. It was and is the means to restore righteousness in any order. The victim, not the state, receives the compensation. Third, if the criminal was unable to make the restitution, he was then placed into bond service and was required to work off what was determined by law as the restitution to the violated individual. Now let me address the incorrigible criminal. God was the first to propose the three-strike rule in criminal behavior. I bet you didn't know that. However, it differs from the modern version, which goes something like this. Three felonies and you were sentenced to life. But God's version is much better, and it removes the incorrigible criminal from society. After three violations, you have proven to be an incorrigible criminal, and it is the death penalty. 
That is why you don't need prisons. Death and restitution alone resolves the issue of what to do with criminal behavior. Oh, someone might say, hey, the death penalty does not deter criminal actions. It's not a deterrent. That is true under the current system of law and punishment in America. The current system of law and punishment is the protection of the criminal and not the victims or society. However, implement God's three-strike rule, and with absolute certainty, the death and restitution, as its provisions, will be a deterrent by warning others that this is the end of those who want to prey on the law-abiding citizens within our nation and bring disruption to a civil order in our society. And if that doesn't deter the individual, then when he is given the death penalty, I guarantee that will determine that, deter that criminal from committing any more crimes in our society. Leviticus 18, 24 through 30 says, Do not defile yourselves with any of these things, for by all these the nations are defiled, which I am casting out before you. For the land is defiled, therefore I visit the punishment of its iniquity upon it, and the land vomits out its inhabitants. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, and shall not commit any of these abominations, either any of your own nation or any stranger who dwells among you. For all these abominations the men of the land have done who were before you, and thus the land is defiled. Lest the land vomit you out also when you defile it, as it vomited out the nations that were before you. For whoever commits any of these abominations... The persons who commit them shall be cut off from among their people. Therefore you shall keep my ordinance, so that you do not commit any of these abominable customs which were committed before you, and that you do not defile yourselves by them. I am the Lord your God. Unquote. Now, think about it. With God's system of the three-strike rule, if we just institute God's system in dealing with criminality, we can save about $80 billion annually and truly ensure our domestic tranquility.